what's up, guys? <clears throat> Excuse me. Goodness, great way to start the show off. <laughs> Not really. Anyways, uh, yeah, welcome back. Welcome to another episode of Brian Carter 9949ers podcast. And <clears throat> today we're going to be short. We're not going to be sharding. It's, again, I'm doing a great job starting off this podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh, geez. This is this is what it's come down to, huh? Cool. Anyways, we're going to be starting our kind of mini-series where I'm going to be doing short episodes and just talking about players um, that I've scouted so far. And I was just going to do a real quick one today. Basically, all the videos that I did since they got taken down from YouTube. Uh, again, if you DM me um, and ask for it, I can upload, I think, up to four or five different of uh, different film breakdowns onto the Google Drive. And I'll give you access because um, I've still got all the film and I still need to do more. Uh, but my goal this week is to get as many possible uploaded onto podcast form that I've already done. So I went through tonight and uh, I rewatched a few. So I'm going to real quick, I'm going to go through the LSU defense that I watched, Cincinnati defense and Cincinnati offense. Uh, so probably going to be about eight prospects here real quick. I basically just rewatched the film that I did, um, kind of skipped through, added some notes, and uh, figured out just get into it. <clears throat> so let me pull my notes up here. Uh, the main guys that I was looking at. So first off, let's start with LSU. <clears throat> now LSU, there was a couple guys that I was looking at. The main one, uh, I was looking at defensive tackle Neil Farrell Jr., now, Neil Farrell Jr., he is very much a uh, he is very much a run-stuffing nose tackle. So let me bring up his exact measurements from the combine because I want to be accurate. Uh, where is L? L-S-U. Did I get it? Nope. All right, let's try that again. There we go. L-S-U. Cool. So Neil Farrell Jr. at the combine, he came in at six foot four, 330 pounds with 32 and a quarter inch arms. So Neil Farrell Jr. is very much a big run stuffing nose tackle. You can play him at nose, you can play him at one tech, two tech, three tech. Uh, basically, you want to stuff up the middle. That's what he does. Now, watching his film, uh, there were some things that I liked, and there was definitely some limitations. Uh, what I will say is Neil Farrell Jr. is not an athlete by NFL defensive tackle standards. <clears throat> he was not fast. He didn't have a great vertical. Didn't have a great three cone. He lacks pursuit speed. He lacks some athleticism. What he does, though, is he is a very good nose tackle. He is thick with two C's. 
He was really good taking on single, or just one-on-one blocks. He was good taking on double teams. I never saw him give an inch. He does not give an inch. And another thing that I really liked is he is extremely fast off the snap. The game that I watched, almost every single snap, he was the first defensive lineman firing out of his stance and into the offensive line. He has a good anchor, uh, meaning that he can anchor against, again, single and double teams. He's good at shedding blocks. And he basically, he either stacks a guy and then sheds the block or he's got a bull rush. Uh, So again, he is, he's very scheme specific. This is a guy that he's going to be good at the goal line. He's going to be a nose tackle. I don't know if he's necessarily a fit for the 49ers because they typically like smaller, twitchier defensive linemen. And again, didn't have a lot of that athleticism. But if you just want a good run-stuffing nose tackle that you can pick up uh, later on in the draft, we're talking day three, uh, fourth, fifth, sixth rounder or so, I think he'll be there. You know, keep in mind his limitations. He ran a 5-4-1. It's not fast. Um, I mean, it is by, like, regular human standards. Like, uh, I don't I don't know if I could run a 5-4-1. <laughs> Um, he had a 21 inch vertical, not great. He had an 8.43 cone, not great. But if you want a guy who is just going to clog up the middle and stuff the run, he's your guy. Um, do I think that he's a fit for the 49ers? If we didn't already have 12 defensive linemen on the team, and we ran a lot more if we ran more of a if we ran more of a 3-4 and we used a nose tackle more i would say maybe um, at this point though having 12 defensive linemen on the roster i don't think it makes sense that being said if we draft him in like the 5th or 6th round i'd be happy Because, again, he's not going to play a lot of snaps, but if you want a guy who can just stuff the run, goal line stuff, just anchor, shed blocks, tackle guys, and that's all that you're really expecting out of him, I say go for it. Uh, So that is Neil Farrell Jr. out of LSU. Really like him as a run-stuffing nose tackle, um, but that's pretty much all that you're getting. Let's see here. The other guy who I was watching... Let me see here. Uh, corner, Cordell Flott. So Cordell Flott is a slot corner out of LSU. And at the combine, he measured in at six foot and a half, six foot and a half an inch, 175 pounds with 30 inch arms. Um, he is a slot corner. He's a little lacking on size, Um, but what I did see was I saw good feet, good hips. Uh, He was able to carry vertical routes. He was able to stay on top of guys. He seemed to have very good zone recognition. 
Uh, he was definitely lacking in physicality at times just because of obviously the size, you know, if you're, if you're six foot, 175 pounds, you're, you're thin, but I will say he was definitely willing in run support and he was an athlete. So PFF gave him an 84 coverage grade, which is really good. Um, I think he has the athleticism that he can uh, stay with guys in the slot. I just think he's lacking a bit of size. Um, But overall, I liked the willingness. He seemed more than happy to get in there, get his nose in. Uh, There was a couple times where he looked like he was getting blocked. Uh, So it was a run play. They ran his direction. The wide receiver started blocking him, and he just threw the wide receiver away. Um, Granted, it was Kyle Phillips, who's like a day three um, slot receiver out of, uh, I think, UCLA. Um, But yeah, I mean, there was... There was a play, and I was like, dude, that's legit, because it was like he was covering the guy, then he realized he was getting blocked, saw the runner, threw the wide receiver aside, and then dove, uh, like flew in to make the tackle. Um, So he's more than willing. And again, you love to see a guy who, again, good feet, good hips, change of direction, uh, good coverage, carry the vertical routes, stay on top of guys. I like it. Um, probably going to need some time in an NFL weight room, but I could see him being um, a day three prospect as a slot corner. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit of Jack Jones out of LSU in the sense of uh, good coverage and willing, but just lacking in size. And that's kind of my biggest concern. Um, but yeah, Cordell Flott. So interesting prospect, definitely worth keeping an eye on. Um, I know really different grades depending on which draft board you look at. Some people have him as like a third or fourth rounder. Some people have him as undrafted. My guess is he's going to be a day three pick. Um, I will say that the this is a good draft if you are looking for a slot corner. The Niners need a slot corner. I think at the moment, by adding, um, with what they added, I, I think that they, losing Kawan Williams hurts, and they need a starting slot. And I think right now you're looking at, we have three outside corners, and then we have, in the sense of, uh, gosh, who'd they pick up? feel dumb. Charvarius Ward. So Charvarius Ward, Manuel Mosley, starting outside corners. You have Amory Thomas, who's an outside corner who could challenge. Um, but he's, I don't think he's as good as either of those two. And then when you shift into nickel, do you keep Ambry on the outside and put Mosley in the slot? Or do you keep Mosley on the slot and play Ambry at nickel. I don't think Ambry's a nickel. Maybe that's why you drafted Demo Lenore last year was to move him to nickel. Uh, either way, though, we have we have a little bit of a question. And if you're looking at a slot corner, Cordell Flott's definitely a guy to look at. Um, yeah, I would say probably fourth, fifth, sixth rounder. Again, you're looking at a day three prospect. Um, but you know what? If the Niners picked him up on uh, you know in the fifth or sixth round, I wouldn't hate it. Played at LSU, looked like he was good. 
And uh, anytime that you have someone who um, has good physical, just good physical movement skills, good coverage understanding, and they're willing, then that's a good combination. All right, let's get on to the other guys. So Cincinnati. Cincinnati was fun. Uh, we'll just start with the offense and the main guy that I watched on offense, Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce is a fun watch. Um, I will say that I like him now more than I liked him the first time that I watched him. And basically what happened, what is that? I watched him and I came away impressed and then he had the combine and then I rewatched him and I was like, I definitely missed something here. So like I've said before, typically when I am looking at the draft, I'm saying, does this confirm what I saw or do I need to reevaluate? Alec Pierce made me reevaluate some things. Here's why. Alec Pierce is a legit six foot three. 211 pounds with 33 inch long arms. That is good size for a receiver. He also had ran a 441 40 44 like 44 flat basically. A 44 flat 40 that is legit speed and he had a 40 inch vertical. That is ridiculous. So you are talking speed and explosion, straight line. And I went back and rewatched it and it was like, okay, I see this now. I see it. And what this kid is, is the more I watched, the more I was like, I really like this kid. Some people, I think Chris Sims said that he was putting him as a, a top five receiver in the draft. I don't know if I would go that far, but I really like him. Again, you've got the size. Uh, he's got just a really good size body, good speed. I would, I don't know if I would say great speed, but that's really good speed, especially at six foot three, 210 pounds. Running a 4-4 flat with a 40-inch vertical. And it showed up on the tape. You go in, you watch it. He explodes off the line of scrimmage. He explodes out of his brakes. His acceleration is... It, it shows up big time. So big body, really good acceleration, good deep speed. Um... The, thing, the other things that I really liked was his routes. So he, he has really, he, I, I put nasty routes. That was, that was just what kept coming up. It was just nasty routes. He was able to cut hard. He was able to create separation in and out of his breaks. Um, I, I just, I loved the route running. He was so good at, um, he was so good at getting releases. I didn't really see him ever get jammed. He was able to create like threaten with speed 
make guys open up and then really good feet to break hard and get open on route breaks. And then you add on to that really good job adjusting to the catch, regardless of where it was thrown. Um, his quarterback Desmond Ritter is kind of a in your area accuracy. And my biggest concern with Alec Pierce was that he wasn't getting a whole lot of yards after catch. And then I realized that I think a big part of that is just that he was having to adjust so much to the ball and he wasn't able to catch the ball and run because he was having to, you know, run this way, turn back the other way, adjust to the catch to make it. Um, But yeah, just overall big body, great acceleration, good deep speed, hard breaks, good routes, great adjusting to the catch, physical. He looked like he was a good run blocker and uh, really liked him. I came away from my second viewing after the combine liking him a lot more than my first viewing. And I don't know what it was, but he didn't look that good. Um, he didn't look great at the senior bowl. And I think that's why I wasn't so high on him, but after watching the combine and rewatching the tape, he was impressive and he is definitely somebody that I would like the Niners to potentially target with their 61st pick. He can play inside. He can play outside. He played in the slot. He's, he's big. He's twitchy. He can create he can get open in the zones underneath, which is ideal for out of the slot. He's big enough and a willing run blocker that you can use him to run block. And at 6'3", 210, like, that's a good size run blocker. But he also has the speed in the route running to play on the outside and be a deep threat. So, really like Alec Pierce. Um... He's somebody where if if he's sitting there at pick 61, I would think really hard about that. It would really depend who else is on the board because he would bring something that the Niners don't have in a big target that is also a deep threat. We don't really have a big target deep threat. Um, Ayuk is like a crazy athlete in his own way, but he's just under six foot with long arms. Again, great adjusting to the catch, but he's more of a separator and not necessarily a burner. He ran like a four or five flat. He's more of a accelerate super quick, but not necessarily top end. Alec Pierce has top end speed. I could see Alec Pierce on those shot plays where we do like a play action. And the next thing it's like, you know, they bite on the run flake or the, on the run fake. And next thing you know, Alec Pierce is like wide open on like a deep post 40 yards downfield. And you just say, Trey bomb it down there. But adding somebody like this to the wide receiver room, I think it would be, it'd be a good thing. Again, a big body who's great adjusting to the catch, good hands, nasty route runner, Great acceleration, good deep speed, um, things that he's lacking. Um, I don't think that he was necessarily a contested catch guy who won a lot, and he didn't get a lot of yards after catch. Um, but again, you've already got a couple yards out. You've already got three yards after catch machines in Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle. So why not get a big target that can stretch the field? Uh, this guy is not quite on the same level of Christian Wash- 
Watson as far as athleticism, um, but he's close, and I would argue that he's a better route runner. So, uh, yeah, that's Alex Pierce or Alec Pierce. Uh, really like him. Um, I would definitely say that he he might be a top fifty prospect. Um, yeah, so if if he's there at sixty one, that's somebody that I would definitely consider because I really want a wide receiver three. Give Trey a a, a really good wide receiver. Uh, number three as an option because I think immediately you upgrade the wide receiver core and you upgrade the depth at wide receiver on the team. So that's Alec Pierce. Um, I haven't had a chance very much to watch uh, Ford, the running back. Uh, he looked solid, um, but he just didn't have very many uh, carries in the game film that I watched. So he looked solid. Um, Jerome Ford is one of a bunch of running backs that I'm like, Hey, if he's there in the fifth or sixth round, go ahead, pick him up, plug him in. He'll be good. Um, on to Cincinnati defense. So the defense was interesting. We will start with my Jai Sanders. Uh, my Jai Sanders, the edge rusher. So he came in, he had a, he had a good year, and then I thought he struggled a little bit at Senior Bowl, and then he got really sick, lost a bunch of weight, came in kind of like sickly, under underweight, and out of shape for the combine. Uh, I think he only weighed in at like three or two thirty something. Um, but then he beef, then he regained the weight for his pro day and he measured weighed in at like 248 for his pro day. So I'm just going to assume that that's what he walks around at is between 245 and 248 because that's what he was at the senior bowl and at his pro day. Um, and he wasn't sick during those times. So my Jay Sanders, he very much looks more like a three, four outside linebacker. He's lengthy, he's fast, he's bendy. Um, I put down that he was a springy athlete. Like he's kind of like, he's springy, if that makes sense. Um, but 6'4", 245-ish, 33-inch arms. So he's got he's got length, he's fast, he can bend the edge, he's springy. The biggest issue that I saw was that he was lacking power. Um, so he didn't have a very good speed to power. Uh, that he had showed on tape or that he showed necessarily at the senior bowl. Um, he definitely seemed like he was lacking pop off of the, off the snap. I do think that he has the potential to develop into a really good edge rusher. Um, the thing that I wanted to see a lot more of was I wanted to see a lot more explosion out of a three point and a four point stance. Because uh, most of the time he was rushing, he was rushing as a stand-up rusher. And while the Niners don't mind taking three, four outside pass rushing linebackers and turning them into pass rush specialists, um, you know, just like we did with D Ford, you know, we were like, hey, you're fast, you're an outside linebacker that rushes, we'll put you in here pass rushing exclusively and we'll rush you off of a wide nine. And we did the same thing with Samson Ibakam. I could see that with my Jai Sanders. I do think he needs to develop a little bit more strength, some speed to power, but, and he's not someone that I nest. Here's the thing is I like him and I could see the potential of him developing into a good 
designated pass rusher. I think that's what he would be best out of. Um, but I want to, I want him to get, I think he needs a year in the NFL weight room. And I think he needs some coaching with Kosarek. I think Myjai Sanders year one is not a huge impact player. I think Myjai Sanders year two could be a significant impact player on the Niners. The question is, is, is that worth taking in the second round at pick 61? I don't know. I think there's other guys I would rather have. Uh, if Ebiketti was there, Arnold Ebiketti, if he was there at pick 61, I am I am running to that podium and I'm getting him. Uh, Myjai Sanders, I'm probably, I'd let me put it this way. I would rather have Alec Pierce than Myjai Sanders. And I'm, and I love getting an edge rusher in this second round. I just don't think he's that good. I think that he would make a lot more sense in the third round. So say the, if you, if you wanted to get say two, let's say that you wanted to get three Cincinnati guys. Because I'm going to talk about this next guy next. Let's say that you wanted a wide receiver, an edge rusher, and a safety. And you wanted to get all those on day two. Well, guess what? That's that's an option. And I would say Alec Pierce is 61. Then you get Myjai Sanders with your third round pick, 90 whatever. And then your comp pick, take Brian Cook. And boom, I like all three of those guys. And I think that's a proper evaluation of where they would make sense to get. Um, Because I think that, again, Pierce brings an immediate upgrade at wide receiver three. I think Majai Sanders is somebody that you can develop into a uh, pass rush specialist. Because he definitely has the athleticism. Um, I just want to see him... I want to see him more out of a three-point stance, a four-point stance, and I want to see some speed to power. It's hard to win with just speed and bend in the NFL uh, because the tackles are that much better. They're that much longer. You've got to be able to have your hand moves. You've got to be able to work your hand move counters off of your hand moves, set things up with you know two or three moves. And if you win off of speed, you got to be able to convert speed to power. And I think he's about a year away from that. Um, I do think that he has the frame that he could pack it on. So again, you pick him up in the third or fourth round, uh, give him a year of development and, you know, rotational pass rushing snaps. Then, yeah, I think, I think that's a good pick. So overall, I like my Jay Sanders. I don't love him. Um, I think that he's a third or a fourth round pick. And if we don't get an edge rusher in the second round, he's definitely somebody that I'm keeping my eye on in terms of back of round three or round four, uh, as a developmental pass rusher. So that is my Sanders. Next, let's talk about Brian cook. Um, Brian cook was a guy that I had heard about, and then when I watched him, I started liking him more and more. It's one of those things where it's like, hey, I'm going to go into this film, and I'm going to be watching um, Kobe Bryant and Majai Sanders. And then by like 10 minutes into the film, I'm like, who is number six? Brian Cook. This guy's awesome. 
so at the combine, he measured in at six foot one, 205 pounds. So good size, 32 inch arms. And overall, I would just say that he was a, he was a really good all around safety. He seemed to always know his responsibility. Um, he seemed to be fine in terms of, I think that what he's best at, he, I think his, I think he's a perfect fit and here's why I don't think that he's a great single high safety. Um, he's just, he's not quite fluid enough of an athlete, not quite fast enough that I trust him to be just a pure free safety, but that's okay. Because what the Niners like to do is they rotate their safeties where you'll have, you know, one guy in the box, one single high, and then they'll change formations on offense. So you rotate the guy back out and then sometimes you'll do a two high and then sometimes you'll do like a cover four. So if you're talking a guy who's a split safety that plays basically half the time in the box uh, and half the time deep, then I think he's a great fit for that. He loves to come down and make hits. He's an aggressive tackler, great in the run game. Um, I'm not sure how he ended up testing. Um, unfortunately, I don't think that he actually tested at the uh, combine. Uh, let me pull this up here. Um, he didn't end up testing a whole lot of the combine. Oh wait, no, never mind. He did. So he ran a four, five, four. Oh wait, no, never mind. That's Kobe Bryant. Wrong guy. Yeah. Where are we? Where's Brian Cook? Brian Cook. There we go. Um, yeah, no, he did not test. So I'm not sure. It's unfortunate that he didn't test, but he didn't. Uh, but you know what? The size is there and the tape looks good. Uh, he's an enforcer. He's, if you, as long as you are not saying, hey, you're a single high free safety all the time, then I think you're fine. Um, just, Run and hit, run and hit. Uh, he seems to know what his job is. And I think he's legit. I think that, I think if you plug him in, if you draft him in the third round, I think that he can definitely develop into a starter. Um, and I think he plays a very similar role to Jaquiski Tart in the sense of he's a box safety and a split safety who is smart and a physical downhill tackler. And I don't want him in single high coverage, but as long as you're not forcing him into single high coverage all the time, I think that you've got a solid player and uh, I really like him. I really do. He just, he had great game tape. Uh, I think he would be a really good fit. Uh, third, fourth round, I think is the perfect spot. I've heard some people saying that he's, you know, as good as a second rounder. I'm not quite there. Uh, but again, you know, this is, this is a very deep safety class. And if he's there in the third, fourth round, definitely don't hate it. If he's there in the fifth or sixth round, like hell yeah. If he is there on day three, I say jump on that. Um, because, I, I don't trust any of our three safeties on the team. Uh, all right, let me, let me rephrase this. I trust Jimmy Ward, but he's 30, and I don't trust our other three to be starters yet. I don't trust Hafanga, uh, Moore, or Odom. 
They just, none of them have shown that they can be a, a full-time starter in the NFL yet. So I really like Brian cook. And I think that I think he'd be a good fit. So that's Brian cook. Um, yeah, just solid all around safety, split safety, box safety, heavy hitter, aggressive tackler, uh, solid coverage. I like him. And he played at again, a good program that went really far in the playoffs. All right. Who else? Um, I will say that I didn't really scout sauce Gardner because pretty much everybody else has already scouted him. I'm sure you already know he's tall. He's long. He's fast. He is a man on man guy. Uh, really good. He's probably going to go top 20. Uh, Brian cook or sorry, not Brian cook, but, uh, Kobe Bryant. Where's Kobe Bryant? Oh, come on. I know I got Kobe Bryant in here. There we go. Kobe Bryant. Uh, Kobe Bryant is I'm trying to figure out the best way to put this, but I think Kobe Bryant has the, he's a very high floor player, but he's also a very low ceiling player. He had a lot of experience playing in college. And I think that he is a very solid all around technically sound corner, but he's lacking in physical traits. And what I think that that is going to come out to is that that's going to be a guy who's probably drafted on day three and he's probably going to be an NFL backup or he's, he's probably going to be like a number four corner in the NFL for like six or eight years. I guess that's probably what I'm saying from him. Uh, Cause he comes, he measures in, let me pull up the, uh, the combine here because uh, Kobe Bryant, he came in, he measured in at six foot one, 193 pounds, 33, 30 and a half inch long arms. He ran a four, five, four, which is okay. He's got solid size. He had good game tape. Um, again, just nothing earth shattering. He was trusted to be a good corner on a good team. He was the number two corner and they did trust him. He primarily played a lot of like press bail. Um, he's very, I mean, he was generally just, he was just, he was pretty much always good and you rarely saw him get beat. But the lacking physical traits means that he's probably not going to be able to hold up that way in the NFL. And while he did jam, while he did press a lot, he didn't regularly jam. Um, so obviously the difference is press is in alignment. If I'm pressing you, that just means that I'm like up in your face. Jamming means I actually shove my hand out and like jam you off the line of scrimmage to like throw off your route. A press is just like, I'm, I'm tight on you the whole time. So he was regularly in press. Uh, sometimes he was in an off zone. Uh, he primarily played an outside third. He was usually, uh, usually the, uh, the field side corner, if I remember correctly. But again, like solid overall. Um, 
just lacking the physical traits, you know, like, do, do you really want a corner who runs a, a four, five, four, you know, basically a, a mid four five corner, like, is that a high draft pick? Don't think so. Sauce Gardner, on the other hand, ran basically a 4-4 flat. Along with how good his tape was and his size and length, that's why he's considered such a high prospect. So I did like Kobe Bryant. Um, I would say, I would say in the fourth round it makes sense. Uh, the only thing that the only issue here is that I don't think he necessarily fits what the Niners want. The Niners seem to be wanting smaller, more athletic guys um, that we're not really looking for a taller, slower zone specific corner. I think they're looking for guys who can be um, more athletic, more twitchy and are able to man up more often. You look at the corners that we have now, Ambry Thomas, press man corner, Mosley, Good man, good zone. He's very good, uh, just kind of like uh, great agility and, and solid speed uh, from a corner. Charvarius Ward, um, tall, long, press man corner, man him up against bigger wide receivers. Uh, we kind of moved away from that, like cover three exclusive, tall, off, mat, uh, off zone, press zone corner. Um, so while Kobe Bryant is very much a solid all-around corner prospect, um, he's probably going to be a fourth or fifth rounder, maybe sixth rounder, and I don't think he's necessarily the best fit. Uh, that being, I feel like he would be like the Dante Johnson in the sense that like he he's going to stick around the league most likely just because he's a smart, technically sound player. Um, and he's probably going to have a good long career in the NFL for like six or eight years. I, I would not be surprised if Kobe Bryant was in the NFL for six to eight years, uh, even if he was just like a rotational, like number three corner and just kind of bounced around a bit. But that's kind of that's kind of what I got from watching him again. Good tape, just kind of lacking in some traits that make him a high pick. And uh, because of that, not necessarily a guy that I'm super interested in. So I'm going to get out of here. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. So again, uh, we covered LSU nose tackle, Neil Farrell, uh, slot corner, Cord- Cordell Flott, um, Cincinnati. We got Alex, Alec Pierce, who I really like. Definitely would think about that at pick 61. Uh, Brian Cook, really like him as a uh, third or fourth round safety. Um, who else was there? Majai Sanders, again, third, fourth round uh, developmental pass rush specialist. Uh, for an edge. And we also talked about Kobe Bryant, who is solid, uh, but probably not going to be a high pick uh, just because he was a really good player in college, but I don't know if he'll have the uh, physical attributes just to keep up with NFL prospects. So that being said, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to try and do a bunch more. Uh, Good news is I got three videos, uh, three film reviews basically so far. And I've got, let's see here, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. So I've got 16, I did three tonight, I've got 16 more, so hopefully I'll be able to get them done here. Uh, 
by the weekend, and then I can get back to grinding new tape. <laughs> and uh, yeah, draft is three and a half weeks away. So that being said, appreciate all of you. Like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. I'll catch you next time. Go Niners.